Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening guys, and without further ado, let's begin. Twenty-two years ago, I lived in a house on a lake. I rented a room from a lady that lived in the other room. I had been living with a good friend but moved out and needed a new place. My parents actually found the listing in the newspaper and set me up with it. So, aside from a a strange living condition of living in a a two-bedroom bungalow with a complete stranger in the middle of nowhere, it seemed like it was actually going to be pretty nice. My new housemate had a large dog that actually kind of freaked me out a bit. However, she ended up being a super sweet dog. My housemate was never home too. Between work, her friends, and her boyfriend, I saw her like all of three days out of three months that I lived at the house. So, in the end, I practically took care of the dog. The thing about this dog though is that she would hide under my housemate's bed until she was hungry or needed to go outside. And never having had dogs, I didn't really know any better. The first month wasn't anything to write home about. I got some awesome photos of the moon over the lake. Somewhere in this time frame, I started recognizing the facts above. I also started getting a a weird vibe in the house, I guess. In fact, if I wasn't in my room, I wanted to be in there pretty much only. I also only felt safe during the day. I use that term because the feeling at night was the same as if you think something bad is about to happen. The problem was is that you just couldn't quantify it. But at some point I started hearing knocking noises randomly in the ceiling near the kitchen. I figured that it was just birds because there's a lot around. One afternoon though I decided to check out the attic crawl space located above the kitchen cabinets. It was a wooden door with a single lock or latch on it 
and a fixed handle. I'd eaten lunch and climbed up there to check it out, opened the door and didn't feel threatened or anything. I peeked my head in and looked left and right over the bedrooms, basic attic, nothing special. I closed the door and climbed down. But from that moment on, something definitely changed. The dog came out of the kitchen and just sort of stared at me, like didn't even move, not an inch. It honestly made me very uneasy. I tried the tricks of outside, treat, play, but she just didn't move. So in the end, I just sort of went to my room and shut the door. In the weeks that followed, the events became more and more unnerving as well. I began to stop being able to sleep. I turned to leaving music on overnight. Very low volume, but it was on nevertheless. As time passed, I got to where I felt like someone was standing in the corner of my room. But one evening, the alarm or clock radio in the living room, it also turned on by itself. At first, I didn't even know it was there, to be honest, because I never went in there. Nothing in there was mine. Next, over the last two months, it had never gone off. But I asked my housemate, when I saw her next, about that, and she denied setting it. She was also visibly confused as to why it would go off like that. But I began to feel as though I was being watched in every room. I felt as though the thing in my room was always there. I began to wake from sleep for no reason. I began grinding my teeth at night as well. I moved to sleeping with a black light on, the lowest light level that I could get in the room. Music became CDs that would repeat indefinitely. And now I would wake up, look around and see nothing and then try to go back to sleep. My housemate and a friend were at the house one evening too and the friend claimed to be a psychic. And she looked dead at me and asked me how I was sleeping. I hadn't seen the housemate in weeks and hadn't told her about my problems. She then tells me that there's apparently an old man in my room and that he doesn't like me. I asked if there was anything that I could do and she said no. I began addressing this man though, trying to fix things in a desperate attempt to get more sleep and asking him to leave me alone, but life got much worse. I would be on the phone with my now wife and would fall asleep and she would tell me years later that there were really strange sounds that scared her. She said that she would stay on the phone to ensure that nothing happened to me. I began to have regular nightmares every time that I closed my eyes. My work started to suffer. I was exhausted. It was around this time too that I began to see a dark cloud like mist that appeared to pour out of the cinder wall with the lights on mind you in the corner of the room the man had been reported standing in. I would walk over and touch the area but there was never anything there. I would go back to bed and see it still happening. My wife was getting ready one morning and while putting on makeup she also said that she told me that the face just wasn't hers. She left the bathroom and she never went back in. That night we were both asleep. She had become accustomed to my nightmares at this point. I had a dream that she and I were in my car driving down the road. It was nice. I look at her and then back at the road in time to see three children in the road. 
The next sequence happened so fast I had no time to react. Each hit the windshield and sort of a bit zombie-like. I immediately awoke, obviously. I was sweating, shaking, and scared. My wife was instantly awake also. She asked what happened, and I relayed the story above. And her face lost color. She looked very concerned. Thinking it was the content of the dream, I apologized. But she sat silent, long enough to make me wonder if something was wrong with me. She eventually broke the silence and said that just before you woke me, I dreamed that we had just gotten into your car. We left and the next day I found somewhere else to stay. We moved to another state and the first night in the new place, I slept non-stop, perfectly. I woke up rested and recognized like the silence in my head if that makes sense. And after getting out, I'm more convinced than ever that there is something going on with that house at the lake. So I'll start off by saying that I've always been open-minded. So has my friend and her partner. We've all had our little strange or odd encounters over the years. And sometimes came up with the logical explanation or left it to the unknown I guess. But we have never had something like this happen before. Well, the car part anyway. So, this happened a couple of hours ago. Me and my friend and her partner were downstairs about to watch a film. Their young son, four years old, was upstairs fast asleep. The stairs are in the front room where we were sat. And their four-week-old daughter was in the Moses basket by the sofa. We had turned off the lights, shut the curtains and got comfortable... There was a small bang upstairs, so my friend's partner went to check their son, all fine. But as the partner walked down the stairs, he heard almost like a wind chime jingle from their bedroom and said out loud like, huh, that's weird, but put it down to a possible draft somewhere or something. Not even five minutes later, we get comfy, go to watch the film, and me and my friend notice car lights outside, rather bright, so we take a peek. It's their car full beams on for about 10 to 15 seconds and then off again and we all looked at each other dumbfounded then again a bit longer this time then the indicators flashed a few times then stopped and as it stopped their son screamed like not even a second passed and he started screaming and crying to the point that he was so wound up that he was nearly sick of course, as soon as he screamed, the dad ran straight up as my best friend was breastfeeding. The dad brought him down and he was inconsolable. And being only four, he couldn't exactly say much, just sort of some broken words. Then the TV went off with no warning. Then a bang upstairs and then silence. We spoke for a good hour or so trying to decipher what the heck just happened, but the car keys were in the other room nowhere near any living animal or human. When we approached the car, me and my friend's partner, we checked if it was locked and it was. We looked in the car manual and had a Google search and nothing comes up regarding the full beams just staying on and then intermittent hazard lights going off. There was no alarm as well, which was really strange and definitely nobody around. But since then, their son won't settle they the little girl keeps waking randomly and crying and 
they've heard a couple of more bangs. I've never experienced car lights being set on or off like that before. Usually an electrical fault would happen when the vehicle is on or you would have a, a warning light but nothing. It's a newish car as well so quite full of tech and to be honest it's been checked out and there doesn't seem to be anything wrong. I have had a few experiences myself but usually with lights in the home, candles, noises etc but nothing to this level. Also the first feeling that I had was sickness and dread. I've not had gut feelings like this regarding the paranormal for many years now but I genuinely felt unwelcome and I dare say almost watched too. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So last year, June 28th, 2021, my friend D, my other friend Jay and I all went on a camping trip. It was deep in the woods in Alberta, Canada. Now, the trip was going good. It was in the middle of nowhere. No cell service, no bars, nothing. Just the way that we liked it. But we pained, listened to music and all that jazz. And one day, D and Jay were both sleeping in the tent. It was around 2pm. And I was sitting alone outside, when I start hearing this screaming, John, John, help me, John, where are you? And it repeated four times, the same way, same spacing. Now, I'm not going to go and die in the woods, so I didn't check it out, obviously. I stayed where I sat. But when the other two got up, I explained what I heard. Me and Dee went to the river that was close by, leaving Jay alone at the tent, we came back maybe 40 minutes later and Jay is terrified. He explained that he heard the exact same thing as me, including how the pauses were. I explained the pauses when I told them both about the screaming. 
a few months later. Me and Jay went back there, but only the two of us. On the last day, me and Jay had this gut feeling that we were about to die if we stayed the last night. I'm certainly one to trust my gut feelings, and this was one of those gut feelings that you do trust. And I know it wasn't anxiety, this feeling was literal terror. And so, we're going back there with Dee in a few days to try and figure out what the heck is going on in this place. So I suffered a, a great amount of trauma as a kid. And because of this, I can't really remember a significant amount of my life up to about 12 years old. Recently, however, chunks of memories have been coming back to me vividly. And honestly, I wish that they wouldn't. In any case, I remembered recently an incident during which my uncle, now deceased, took my cousin, around 10 at the time I would guess, and I, at about 6 or 7, for a walk at the local park. The park was a playing field where you can play football and stuff, so the grassy area is sort of towards the middle and the walking or cycling path surrounds it. My cousin and uncle were talking and walking really slowly, and it was really annoying me, so I walked ahead at my usual pace. That put a good bit of distance between us, and as I walked, I approached a, a little shack, strung together out of a few sheets of galanize and a garden gate for a door. Because of the ineffectiveness of the door, you could see inside the building, and there was a mattress and some sheets and scattered belongings. As I walked by, I heard someone whistle to me. I stopped and looked around and saw who was calling me. A skinny, dark-skinned man with matted hair and tattered clothing, smoking while sitting near the back of the shack. The man sort of kept talking to me once he'd figured that I'd spotted him, trying to tell me to come inside his house, that he has something for me, to come and play with him for a while, things like that. I didn't go, not because I knew what he intended to do or anything, but because my parents had always taught me to not talk to strangers. And he was really scary looking too, so that didn't help his cause. I walked away and I heard him start cussing and stomping out of the house. He didn't get the chance to follow me, however, because my uncle and cousin had also arrived near the spot. And I think he knew that he obviously couldn't do anything with witnesses around, especially a man who was twice his size and who would probably kick his butt. I went home that day and I honestly just forgot about it. I'm 21 years old now and I'm only now suddenly remembering it happened. But I understand what he intended to do to me fully now. It only all clicked into place when my mother told me a few days ago that the vagrant who had been living by the school, there was a primary school opposite the park, had passed away and that she was happy that she did because he apparently had actually sexually assaulted a bunch of little girls. Back in the day apparently... I basically interrogated her to make sure that it was the same person and it turned out that, yep, it was. It still makes my skin crawl whenever I think about it, that I could have been his victim, how badly things could have gone if my uncle was just a few meters further back. It's crazy and sickening to think about and makes me even more scared to leave my house to be honest. Like I said, I wish that I never remembered. I'm still haunted by old memories of an ex-boyfriend that I dated for only a few months. 
We met online and lived an hour apart, but we clicked really fast and started seeing each other regularly. Things were going great for about a month and then one day we stopped at my place so I could pack some clothes to go stay at his place for the weekend. We walked into my bedroom and as I started packing my belongings, I noticed him scanning around my room with his eyes. I didn't think too much of it, but after a few awkward moments of silence, he began to ask me some very specific and eerily detailed questions. So, do you ever move your pillow to the foot of your bed at night and pull your blinds all the way up so you can see the stars out of this window over here before you go to sleep? I bet you use this lamp over here the most. It's the only one that I'd use. I was frozen in shock. I just stood there speechless, looking at him in disbelief. He had just described everything, and I mean everything, that I did the night before. And it was the only time that I'd ever rolled up my blinds at night and laid at the opposite end of the bed to look up at the stars in the sky. And I told nobody about that. So how the heck did he know? The only thing that I could do next was just sort of laugh it off and ask him how he knew, but he just kind of shrugged it off and changed the subject. I couldn't stop thinking about it the whole weekend though, wondering if he'd been watching me. I hid my paranoia as best as I could until I got home, but I then did a, a bit of a deep sweep of my entire bedroom looking for any sign of hidden cameras. I found nothing. I didn't have any laptops, computers, TVs or security cameras in my bedroom that he could have hacked to spy on me with. I did have my mobile phone in my room, I guess, but it was laying flat on my nightstand that night. If he was physically stalking me, it would have been difficult for him to see me into my bedroom, as my room was up pretty high. He would have had to have watched further away from the forest too, and even if that was the case, there were some large trees in my backyard that would have blocked his view. It just didn't make much sense, and it still doesn't make any sense. I've tried to pass this off as a coincidence, but when I step back and look at the whole picture, there was something just not right about this guy. I vividly recall the first time that I ever spoke to him on the phone before we met. We had so much in common. Almost too much in common. From books that we were reading to very specific interests, hobbies and habits, I thought that I'd met my soulmate. Nobody has ever made me feel so alive and... He swept me off my feet, only to drop me from what I thought was heaven. He became a different person, seemingly overnight. He was a narcissist and I watched his mask fall off. We had texted on and off for a few years after, but I've since gone no contact. I guess I will probably never know the hows and the whys, but I continue to wonder and also look over my shoulder. I moved in with my boyfriend into his house back in November of 2021. It's an old trailer and I knew from moving in here that there was something but didn't feel like it was harmful in any way and at first it didn't even seem like it wanted to make itself present. I have a pretty good knack for feeling out things like this as I've dealt with what I could say paranormal stuff or at least things that just make absolutely no sense my entire life. Anyways, I've had the usual things, like things not being in places where I left them, 
knocking cabinet doors, sort of being opened and shut that I know that I didn't open or shut, shadows and just lots of stuff that could maybe be explained away but there's a few things that I just cannot get over. The first being something that happened a few months back. My boyfriend and I were in our bedroom about to go to sleep. I left the room to go into the kitchen to get some water. From our kitchen you can see our hallway that our bedroom is at the end of. While I was in the kitchen, I saw my boyfriend peering around the corner of the doorframe of the bedroom looking at me. I figured that he was messing with me or something, but when I came back to the room, he was in the bed under the covers. And when I asked him why he was looking around the corner at me, he had no idea what I was talking about. Mind you, my boyfriend is not the sort of person to do this. Anyway, flash forward to yesterday, I had gone out in the morning to get some coffee and do some laundry. When I came back, all of the shoes from our shoe rack were on the floor, but they didn't look like they were knocked off. It looked more like they had all been sort of taken off and placed on the floor. I at first blamed it on our dogs, but one of our dogs is crate trained, and when I went into the living room where his crate is, his crate had been moved across the room and into the kitchen. He's never moved his crate before on his own, and I'm really not sure how that's even possible for him. Not to mention my dogs were losing their absolute minds when I returned. Now, I wouldn't have been so bothered by this if it wasn't for the fact that when we were going to bed last night and I walked into the bedroom, I saw my boyfriend peering at me from inside the closet. Only thing is, my boyfriend was right behind me coming into the room with me. I want to play it off as I'm just seeing things, but it just doesn't feel right to me at all. I plan on smudging the house this weekend, and as I've said, I've dealt with a lot of things in the past, but nothing like this. I guess that I'm just asking if anyone has dealt with anything similar, or could offer any advice in this situation. Ever since the age of 13, I've always seen, heard, and felt things that are unexplainable more times than I can count. I have a family history of mental illness that could be the reason as to why I had these experiences, so when stuff like this did happen, even though I was terrified, I would brush them off as just hallucinations. I am on medicine now that is really helping me, and when I do have hallucinations, they are far and few between. However, with all this said, this time in particular has me totally confused and thoroughly creeped out. So I was 17 at the time. My family and I had just gotten back from vacation really late and we had all agreed that a shower before going to bed would be really nice. My family is really big. There are 12 of my family and 8 of us were living in the house. I said that I would take the last shower because I wanted to sit outside and get some time alone anyway. The only light source was one of those street lamps to light our driveway. Our house was in the middle of absolutely nowhere. It had been about maybe 15 minutes and as time passed on an uneasy feeling started to creep into my stomach. I felt like it would probably be a good idea to go inside at this point but when I heard coyotes yipping and howling somewhere out in the field I decided to stay outside for a little longer and listen to them. That was when pure fear consumed everything in my body though. Not even controlling my own body, I slowly looked over to the road and that's when I saw 
what I can only describe as a, a 10 foot tall figure with elongated arms and legs and giant red eyes gliding down the road about as fast as a, a slow moving car. This thing was really, really thin, was standing completely straight up and was hovering about one to two feet above the road. I watched in horror as the thing passed by our house without even a sound. The whole time I couldn't move. A couple of minutes later I finally regained control of my body and I ran inside. I didn't tell anyone about it other than my doctor because to be honest I, I just thought it was just another hallucination. Anyway, a year later I moved in with my sister and brother-in-law and while my brother-in-law and I were on a bike ride at about 11.30 at night talking about creepy experiences that we've had. I started telling him about the Coyote Man as that was the name that I'd given to him. As I was explaining the features of the thing, his face grew more and more confused as I continued to talk. And just as I was going to talk about the big red eyes that the thing had, his face lit up. I asked him why he was making the face that he was, and then he lifted his hands up to his eyes, making large circles with both of them. I started getting creeped out, and that's when he was like, big red eyes? And I immediately started getting chills. You see, he started to explain that when he was 19, he saw the exact same thing, and right before he saw it, he heard coyotes yipping and howling as well. I was freaking out at this point because... I never told anyone about it other than my doctor and I thought that I was just seeing things. He continued to tell me though that the thing actually chased him and he said that he was absolutely terrified and that it was the fastest that he'd ever run in his whole life. He said that the only way to lose this thing in the end was to climb to the top of a silo. He said that he was up there for pretty much the rest of the night just waiting for this thing to show up again but it never did. I got chills for minutes on end when he told me that. I have no idea what that thing was as I've never heard of anything like it since. Every time that I think about that experience though I get super creeped out. Like I said for the longest time I just thought it was just another hallucination but hearing that story from my brother it makes me think twice about it. If anyone has any info, input or ideas it would be much appreciated. When I was in my early days of my career and joined an internship in a small town, a few of us were housed by the company that we worked for in a modified apartment. They basically had joined two apartments together, so there were three bedrooms and a bathroom on each side with a really, really long corridor in between. Now, towards the end of the assignment, we had a group presentation, so the bunch of us living on our side, we worked on the presentation together, decided to head very early into the office and practice. As per our plans made the previous evening, me and this girl called Simna woke up first around 4.30, so we could use the two bathrooms each and get ready. I didn't mind using the bathroom at the other end of the corridor, so I collected my toiletries and headed that way. Simna was doing the same on our side and we didn't really talk as it was way too early and others were also sleeping. The two bedrooms on the other side were empty and one was closed. I assumed that they were sleeping. I set my stuff on the counter and realized quickly that I forgot my bath towel so came out of the bathroom and 
saw Simna standing in the middle of the darkened corridor with her back to me. I sort of halted immediately because something seemed very off with the way that she was standing. The hair on my arms was raised up and warning bells went off in my head. I must have made some sound though because this person turned their head around to look at me. It looked exactly like her but she was smiling broadly at me like really smirking. I quickly said, uh, hey, what's going on, to her, but at the same time sort of backed up into the bathroom where there was light and hot water to use as a weapon, I suppose. I didn't dare come out and I started praying. After around 20 to 25 minutes of time had passed, I heard knocking on the bathroom door and my roommate's, not Simna, voice asking me if I was done. I didn't say anything to her. I couldn't understand it myself, but as I walked down the corridor to my room, I saw Simna getting ready in her room. I went to her and was like, what the heck dude, you scared me. And she did not know what I was talking about. I did not know this girl very well, but she was not a prankster from what I could tell. Also, it was too early in the morning and we were too geared up about the presentation for her to do something like that and to pretend like nothing happened. Till the end of that internship, she maintained that it wasn't her that scared me that morning. To this day, I cannot explain what or who I saw that morning. So my house was built in the 70s. Not particularly new, but not really that old, I guess, too. But we moved here in the early 2000s. I don't really know any of the history behind it. But we've always joked that there are ghosts here. Doors slamming, creaking, and things randomly disappearing has always been blamed on ghosts. But around five years ago, it started becoming a, a tad more aggressive, you could say. The sounds of light footsteps in the hallway, scratches from the second floor and inside the wall. Mind you, we have no rodent problems, so it seemed sort of unexplainable to the entire family. Then, one day around three to four years ago, I was home alone sitting in the living room when a loud bang appeared from the second floor. It was so loud I was worried that the upstairs cabinet had fallen over on the floor or something, when the bang hit, my lights flickered too and the TV turned off and on. I could feel the shake all the way down the stairs. I went up to check what happened obviously and when I did, everything seemed the same. This has happened several times now and it's almost entirely identical. A loud bang, a shake, flickering lights but nothing ever seems out of place. What makes this worse too is that you can't hear it when you're upstairs, you can only hear it when you're downstairs. I know that sounds weird, but that's what happens. I've been called on my phone to stop slamming the door so hard when I'm laying silently in my bed and stuff like that, and I haven't heard a thing. In the past year, I've also started seeing things. I might just have imagined things, but at one point I could have swore that I saw a toddler sleeping in my brother's bed. I saw her pretty clearly too. She was young, maybe three years. She had long blonde hair and her arm hung over the edge of the bed. When I approached her, she just disappeared. 
This was probably a year ago, but it still really confuses and spooks me. Then, a few weeks ago, I encountered her again. I was home alone when someone knocked on the door. I was a bit confused as I wasn't expecting anyone. As I approached the hallway, I heard the door closing and I heard a young girl saying, Hello! Like, she had just come home and was announcing her being there. I felt chills run down my back, but I still opened the door to look. My brother is five and I figured that he might have just come home early or something, but no one was there. Today, I closed a door, like properly shut, and then it just opened a bit again. And when I looked at the open door, it shut again quickly, closed. And now I keep hearing banging sounds from downstairs and I just don't know what to do. I'm like unironically kind of worried. Also, I don't know if this matters, but the dreams that I get in this house are always so vivid compared to when I'm not at home. Sometimes I, I wake up with the sheets off my bed and blanket as well because I sleep so uneasy, I guess. Anyways, I could really do with some advice. I don't think speaking to whatever this is works. I tried and I guess maybe things stopped being so noisy for a bit, but then it would just start up again and that's been a bit of a theme for this whole thing. So yeah, if you have any advice then please do let me know. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.